0: Say they call me too Main, the ebony lover. I validate that theory when I'm under the cover. It's
1: the King, Kings, meddling diamond rings. Football. My name's Tarula, I'm a real bad dude. Making sounds and noises that are certainly rude. But when we're on the field, my noises aren't an art, and a plane plane over. It's the Spoiler Kings, meddling diamond rings.
0: Football. I was leader of the team for about a week.
1: My specialty was the quarterback sneak. I was sacked and attacked. My bag was packed when I got the wood in the form of a bird. Better than diamond rings.
0: Football. Welcome, everybody, to Jeff vs. the World Presents A Bully and a Hipster Sports Talk. Me and my man Shahid are back, and this time we're here to talk about all sports. What's going on, Shahid?
1: <sighs> Nothing much. You know, week one of the NFL season's in the books. The hot takes have been pressed and hanging already, and <laughs> let's just jump into it. Well,
0: speaking of hot takes, the hottest take that's been going on since the weekend has been Antonio Brown. Um I'm not even sure I want to go through the whole timeline, but I guess we'll we can go through the whole the weekend timeline of anything.
1: I mean, people who listen to this kind of know what's going on, but if you're gonna say, you got to say it right way. Antonio Brown destroyed the sanctity of the National Football League in the most heinous manner in the history of the National Football League. You gotta have your chin up and waving your hands in the air like I was working out yesterday and I was listening to the sports shows. And I was rolling my like. Keep in mind, I was watching college football Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was like an Ohio State game. And all of a sudden, they spent five minutes on my – oh, this you know, diva receivers, and they, they could just do what they want. You know, it's not like they even win anything. What what's Randy Moss and people like that for one? Like you know, why can't you just play the right way? And I'm like, we you really doing this, Ohio State? Like we didn't know what went down with their coaching staff and what college football normally goes down with. Like, I'm trying to watch this to avoid that talk. And then it starts talking about, it. so I turn the channel. Sunday pregame shows, same thing. Ugh. Monday pregame shows, same thing. It's just like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's Either Antonio Brown is crazy, like the 60s version of the Joker, or Antonio Brown is a genius, like the Heath Ledger version of the Joker.
0: But he's the Joker. In all of it. Yes.
1: Yeah. And you know, like he's just this he's just this big man child that doesn't know how to act. Like, of course he didn't have a plan. He just lucked himself out into the potentially more money on a better team, but that's still stupid. Just say that out loud, picture how that sounds.
0: <sighs> I just watched and I watched a lot of the analysts on ESPN and Fox talk about it. And if you want to talk about X's and those, okay, that's fine. I get it. But Especially with the black Analysts the way they try to Vilify him It's just disgusting And it makes me turn off the TV Because I'm just like really this is what we gonna do This is what we are gonna do They have energy for that but none of them had energy For when basically uh, Kaepernick is being blackballed from the NFL Nobody nobody champions
1: that You gotta understand a lot of black Analysts tend to have come from that quote unquote Bill Cosby school of how black people should act and you already know how hypocritical that's on the first flight. You you just got to play the game the right type of way and don't say anything. And all this moral nonsense. And everybody's bragging about Pittsburgh tomorrow. Look, they look smart now. They, You know, Mike Thomas should get the Nobel Peace Prize with the way he handled that and how Pittsburgh looked. I'm like, who's y'all quarterback again? Mm. Like, and how many, like, are y'all still bragging Pittsburgh or y'all call Mike Tomlin an eggplant? plant? Like you always do when he loses two games in the season. Mm-hmm. Like I want to hear that. Like I want to hear about the moral turpitude of the Pittsburgh Steelers with all the crap that's going on with the quarterback. I certainly don't want to hear that from the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden's monkey behind trades a black punter because he has too much personality. Trace Khalil, Matt, they're too broke. Trades for Antonio Brown in the first place, knowing what type of person he is, and then do this whole good cop bad cop thing where Jogger was like, "I just wanna, I just wanna play ball, Spider Two Banana. I'm just here to play football, baby." You know, and then Mike may Mayock wanna be like, "We have a way of handling things, and I'm gonna sit you home, like that." <laughs> and they get called a cracker, so we had to hear that whole argument, like you know, the crackers. That's just bad. As the N word. If you guys say the N word, not the C word, it ain't the same thing. So, let's nip that, too. So, hearing all that, hearing him get released, and then seeing all the Patriots jokes. Knowing this happening. I got to know it. You saw me, too. You to be like, we really got to do this. Like, we already know exactly how this turning out. It, exactly.
0: Exactly. And I told somebody, I told somebody recently, I said, 10 years from now, uh, if, you know, if he stays healthy or whatever, 15, 20 years, how many years now? We're not even talking about this. He's a Hall of Famer.
1: This won't. This will be come. And when it comes up, it'll be so small and won't even mean nothing. He can retire today, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's already. He's already a Hall of Famer as it is. Like he is probably the best receiver of his generation, and what right now top five all time. Like right now, he doesn't have to play it down as far as like production wise in this era. So that's already. You know his Bonafide's is already there. But, you know, then all, now all of a sudden he's on the Patriots. And then it becomes, oh, well, you know, he didn't plan. First it went, he didn't, he didn't plan to see this he just lucked out. And then you hear stories the Patriots tried to get him last year and Pittsburgh didn't want to make a deal because it's just like we don't take deals with rivals. So they'll getting worse value for him just to prove a point. Then he goes to the Patriots anyway. It's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, he got $10 million, but $10 million is not the same guarantee as, you know, the money he was getting from Oakland. Then it comes out, they have an option for us, you know, a two-year deal, second year 20 million, guaranteed if he makes the you know first year of the new season. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, the Patriots are evil. You know, Antonio Brown, <laughs> his black behind, just, you know, shucked and jived this way into a contract and just lucked out. And it, but the Patriots this, you know, they connived this from the start. Which one is it? He can't be a fool and a mad genius. It can't be they planned this from the start or this is just dumbass luck.
0: Well, one thing's for sure in all this. Um, if everything goes right for the Patriots, they're, they're, they're in a prime position to at
1: least get back to the Super Bowl. But Man, it, they already they won the Super Bowl last year. They got better. They got, like, Josh Gordon is like, Josh Gordon. Just keep in mind, did you watch the game Sunday? A little bit. And I'm just watching this and I'm like, boy, those Pittsburgh jokes, they ain't flying all of a sudden. You know, Ben Roethlisberger looking like the King Pinch face off, <laughs> his fat face off, frowned up. They were getting slaughtered. And, and they didn't have Antonio Brown yet. This, like, <laughs> the interesting thing about this is Ben Roethlisberger is painted as
0: a saint in all of this. Whatever whatever the problems him and Antonio Brown had in you know Pittsburgh or whatever, well, you know, it's, well... Well, Le'Veon Bill was this, and then it was, well, Ant- Antonio Brown is that. Now, you got those two out of there. You got your, you. got what you wanted. Now,
1: look at you. Imagine losing arguably the best all-around running back and receiver in the league, and they think you're going to be better. Oh, well, you know. I'm an Eagles fan. I heard that argument when LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson left. And they're like, well, you know, there's a bad culture. We here about culture and, you know, trust Chip Kelly. And I heard those arguments like, you know, DeMarco Murray, he's a more powerful runner. And you see how that turned out. Like, that did not turn out well. And that's them. We talking about Antonio Brown, Libby. but it's like, oh, well, you know, James Conner, he beat cancer. He's not going to hold out because he's a real man. And Juju Smith-Schuster, he rides a bike. So he's not going to cause any trouble. It's a lot different when you're the number one man. Like, I'm watching them last year. I didn't see James, you know, James kind of like he had a rough sled. It's different, Juju, when you're the number one instead of the number two. And Ben is there. Well, what can Ben do? He can't throw it to himself. I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear that now. Like, that shit done sell. Like, you had your chance. You know, it was all pain. Like, Benny was the adult in the room dealing with these children, and Mike Tomlin was the grown-up uncle like he was Uncle Phil, you know, dealing with all this nonsense. You get rid of the nonsense, and you get mollywhopped.
0: And, and before week week four or week five, Juju will be thrown under the bus. Guaranteed. He's going to – sometime this season, he's going to throw Juju under the bus, just like he did with every other skilled player around him.
1: Juju needs to grow up. He just needs to call himself Smith. Like, what's Juju's not even a real name? He needs to man up the Pittsburgh way. And also watching that, the biggest thing I was laughing at was like all of a sudden, like, they need to investigate the Patriots. This isn't even fair. Why are we even playing football? They doing all this, and now they got Antonio Brown. Season over I'm just laughing, like, y'all sound like a bunch of cowards. If Kansas City does, if Kansas City doesn't line off Offsides they go to the Super Bowl, and win the Super Bowl. That's how close it was. Facts. It's it's other teams out there. Like, did you see what Kansas City did? Like Patrick Mahomes messing around throwing, like you might look well folks someplace. Oh,
0: but hey, it's only week. It, hey, their defense, their defense looked kind of awful, They're like last year. That's what that's what you know. That's what they were saying. I'm like, it's week week it's, one.
1: It's, it's a, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm gonna sit here and laugh like. Why? All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we, we don't even just show up. It's it's over. I'm like, Pfft.
0: what happened to any given Sunday?
1: <laughs> yeah, anyone can win any given Sunday. The National Football League, three yards in a cloud of dust, and now all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> you want to call Mike Pence to overrule the trade because y'all so afraid like what happened to well you know wide receivers don't win anything anyway so what's the big deal he's just a diva he's out there talking have we learned our lesson about this whole before we move on to Antonio brown thing have we learned our lesson about this whole you know don't be exaggerating things the worst thing i'm like we've had murderers in the league mm. We've had people who hired people to kill people who played wide receiver. Marvin Harrison was walking around like Marlo Stanfield in plain sight. And he but he never danced and he didn't talk. So everybody, like, you know, play the right way. All of a sudden he hitting people with hollow points. Listen, we, we respect 88 on this show. Uh salute to 88. I'm 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 just saying, I'm like, you know, I'm an Eagles. I was there when Tio was doing stuff in Philly. Hey, Antonio Brown is nowhere close to what what, Antonio Brown nowhere close to what was doing. I
0: had to listen for two weeks about Randy Moss running over a ticket cop. Straight cash, homie. So (laughs) they want me to sit here and be upset about Antonio Brown, which he did nothing off the field, nothing off the field, but because he doesn't meet the standards of the good old boys NFL. Well, we gon' we're gonna we gonna, we gonna mean, just try to it's
1: it's sickening. We know? grew we grew up in an age like, you know, we saw Michael Irvin. Yeah. We see Irvin Fryer, like it people got some it's I've been watching football long enough to know this is chump this is chump change. Because we've seen some of the stuff that's happened on and off the field that's way worse than this. But it's kind of like, you know, since Twitter wasn't around back mm, then and yep. everything is like, you know, I don't remember anything that happened two weeks ago. So, of course, like Mike Greenberg's a grown ass man. He even knows for a long time. So when I saw that there, I'm just sitting here like, really? Like, yeah, there's no nobody said, like, I don't know about this one. Chief, this might not be it. You just went out there and said that like a grown man and thought that was the thing to do. You basically
0: called <laughs> you called Antonio Brown doomsday. Like really, <laughs> this is what's happening right now. Is that serious? And another thing is, these younger kids and coming in the NFL, they want to change it. They to They want to be able to operate in a sense of how to in the NBA because it's a. It's pretty much a players in the NBA.
1: The players got the control now, and I feel like I mean, the players in the NFL want that. This ain't new. It's always been like that. We just forgot about it. We forgot about how Dion used to roll. We forgot about Mister Fuck You Pay Me Daryl Revis roll. Like think uh, about all the comments about Daryl Reeves. He just hear about the money. He don't care about the team. And look at him now. World champion, Hall of Fame, made nine figures career earnings as a cornerback. He never like he never left money at the damn bank.
0: Can you imagine how man Deion Sanders would be uh, murdered on Twitter?
1: (laughs) So? And he's like, so what? (laughs) He like that's the whole thing. Like, so what? Go ahead. And Daryl Revis worked cause he didn't care about public opinion. He didn't care about looking bad. And people made jokes about, you know, him being selfish and him being mercenary. You think he cared? Nope. You wanna know why? Because those checks cashed. He was he knew it was a job, he maximized his earnings, and he was great at his job, and he has a ring. So what you gonna say about him? Besides uh, world champion Daryl Revis, Revis Island, not this whole you know, malcontent and da 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 that shit fade. Like people saying that then. Am I saying that now? Do I care now?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would check them too. So it's just it listen. The last thing I'ma say about this is I'm just I need people to like especially I'm telling you, these people get Comfortable on the air, or on their podcast, or whatever it may be. It's cool if you don't like a decision or the things that Antonio Brown did. That's fine. You don't have to agree with the way he went about them. That's fine too. But some people be getting personal. These little personal jabs. Oh, he's a bad person. What? Because he didn't do something him. that y'all like.
1: He's a bad person. You keep in mind they treat wide receivers and black athletes in general as like almost subhuman. That's how they talk. Like, you know, these are unruly children. They don't know how to act. And if you got, you know, the ones they put on a pedestal, what they have in common? They have no personality. They cause no controversy. They just go out there and play and just boring. Those like the favorite one. It's few, like, you know, black loudmouth athletes. And it's funny because it goes back to what we'll talk about later. Like it's few that's that is that's love while they're doing it. They might be loved when it's over when they retire retired, you know, when mm-hmm. the dust is settled. But when they're doing this, like, they get called everything in the world. And I asked some of my friends, when's the last time you heard a black athlete lauded for the intelligence that wasn't, like, you know, jungle instinct, like they were craving the hunter? When's the last time you heard about somebody saying, oh, this, this player's real smart that was black? In any sport. Hmm. You know... You gotta think about it, don't you? Yeah. Le- maybe LeBron? And LeBron, they treat that almost like he a mutant. That's true too. Yeah, like it's almost kind of like you know, oh well, anybody can do what he can do, can remember stuff from six years ago for a whole quarter. Maybe he focused on hitting jumpers. He the one. Yeah, like even like LeBron is like is the only one, and it took a long time for them. Even now, people kind of discount and push it off. Yeah, like who else?
0: Oh man, I'm trying to think, go through the sports right now.
1: Maybe like I, like I said, like normally point guards. As I w- you, don't think Hakeem, you don't think you don't think think Hakeem Olajuwon was smart?
0: Well, that's true too.
1: I'm, I mean, like you—you you don't think David Robinson, Mister Naval Academy, was was smart? Shaq. Like you never hear about. You rarely hear about basketball players unless point guard. Like you hear Chris Paul be called smart when he's being called a damn tyrant. That's about it. You know, I've never yeah. heard like Russell Westbrook, and or you know, you know Damian Lillard, or okay. Steph Curry. None of them. They just damn. like they're just great athletes and great shooters. Football. I'm trying to think about football, and
0: I can't. Like I want to say Russell Westbrook, but they were like, oh, his legs. Ed, Ed Reed. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Ed Reed, that, and that's it. And Randy Moss, once Bill Belichick told everybody about how smart he was. Because before then, you never heard that either. Oh, yeah. But beyond that, beyond that, quarterbacks? You ever heard a black quarterback get called smart? Oh,
0: what was the thing Um, I heard about Patrick Mahomes last year? It was, what did he say, quirky?
1: <laughs> it was like, I forgot I was like that's a weird he's video." he's got because they don't know what to do Patrick Mahomes because like you know he has all these tools but he's not controversial it's almost like you know whoa it's not fair he's got video game physics <laughs> Um, it's no sliders involved in real life like they don't know see that's the thing Patrick Mahomes broke their brain because they don't know how to describe him they just look like you know it's a gimmick I mean sure he can make any throw possible but so what look at the like look Andy Reed like look at the tally he, he has around I'm like Andy Reid is pushing but I'm like we've seen the difference between Jared Goff being controlled by a controller and Patrick Mahomes and they look a lot different. And we saw you know Alex Smith and that Ugh, same offense yeah. with those same weapons and we see Patrick Mahomes and it looks different. Don McNabb always got called a coward because he wanted to you know avoid interceptions and didn't want to run anymore. He never he was never called smart never War Moon? Nope. Oh,
0: nope. Not at all. Look how long it took him to get even in the NFL.
1: Yeah, that man was making a Pro Bowl. That man was playing like up until his forties. Oh. I never heard him how smart he was.
0: The my, my main one I go to, Randall Cunningham. Never got maybe when he got to Minnesota. Maybe when he got
1: there. Not, I still got I still have hard memories about that. Let's let's just leave that be. So but it's like, you know, middle linebackers. Singletary might have been called smart maybe Ronnie Lott I never heard Thomas called smart he just called oh he's got great instincts Ryan Dawkins he's Wolverine he can sniff it out (laughs) (laughs) like it's everything like physically related it's never you know but um, JJ White you know he's a student of the game he's a thumper he you know he can think it out and I hear all the time about how smart Luke Kuechly is and you know they talk about Peyton Brand, like he was a brain surgeon. I'm like this doofus because he says Omaha, oh Omaha oh all over again. Like that's and that's the thing that's just related to black athletes. They never get lauded for their intelligence. It's either this they're basically super athletic, petulant children, or a social path like Kobe Bryant.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, like yeah. never. And it's like even receive like it's. And funny thing is. People know how good Antonio Brown is. People focus like you know h- how finesse he is with practice, his route running, like everything is precise, like on point. Mm-hmm. That's not just from like you know you have to have a level of intelligence that had that much discipline. Like come on now, this wasn't like this guy some first round draft pick. Everybody knew what, he was a sixth round pick. They thought he might but, be a punt return.
0: But you know what the funny thing is, if he would if he would have pulled a Calvin Johnson, he would be loved right now. He
1: would be loved right now. Because uh, they call him a quitter. Oh, do you think so? Yes, because they call Calvin Johnson a quitter, and yeah. people, people even, and people even call Andrew Luck a quitter, and that's Andrew Luck that was pissing blood and had broken ribs. So yes.
0: Yeah, but the quitter thing is gonna die down because i man, people talk different about Calvin Johnson now, and yeah, people are talk, people are talk. Well, I don't know about the Andrew Luck thing because people just weird. That that was that's one of the weirdest things. I still can't, I, I can wrap my mind around it, but it's just still hard to like really. This is what y'all doing, and y'all see what he went you through. Seen,
1: you seen football fans? You well. see, you heard a story <laughs> feel, You heard a story what happened in Philly? And it's the whole thing. It's white football fans. It's the football fans that Roger Goodell. When people talk about how bad football fans are, it ain't all of them. It's a certain subset. You know exactly what they look like. You know exactly what they're talking about. Is those fans that expect a certain thing? I want you to play with a broken leg for my fantasy football thing, and you better shut up and like it because you make all his money. I'm here moving boxes, <laughs> and you don't hear me complaining. I'm like, you complaining now? You know, like if you if you if you worked at UPS, and your job paid three million dollars a year, and you can retire at thirty three. You think you're working at UPS for the rest of your life? Hell no. And, so shut up. And
0: and also too, listen. If I don't like somewhere I'm going to be at, I didn't like my job two two years ago, two and a half years ago. I didn't like where I was at. So you know what I did? I made a plan and got the fuck out that job just like any other normal person. But with athletes, ooh, don't do that. No, you're supposed to ride and die with this team. Come on, Barry Sanders. Keep playing. Even though we don't have no (laughs) O-line or no good defense, please keep playing. People are did insane. you see some
1: of the stuff they wrote? I was—I remember when Barry Sanders retired, and I remember some of the story. They was calling him like he's a coward, and he just destroyed the soul of the lines. Like, what type of man he? Like they talked about him like he—he he was a spy for like Russia. <laughs> they tore him up, and and then now it's like, oh well, you know. It's funny. By the time Calvin Johnson did it. People understood why Barry Sanders. And then people start looking at Detroit like, "What's going on? You got these Hall of Fame just quitting." Like Barry Sanders was about to break the Russian. He could have broke the Russian record like all time that year if he just played had a regular year. He like, nope, nah. I'm 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 done. I'm just and it's way before concussions and CTE and how we knew how you know the injuries that's put on with players and he just bounced out. But now it's like the thing is like Patrick Willis did it, Chris Borland did it. A lot of them just like, you know what? I got enough money. I'm out. Even like Jake Locker. He ain't got to play no more. It's like, you know what? F this. I'm out. I got enough. Because the whole thing is like, you know, bro, if I made such such amount of money, I would never have to work. That should be enough. Now players saying, you know what? You're right. That's enough. And then fans don't know how to handle it. Because it's like, you know, you got $30 million. You can make that work. <laughs> like you, you can make that work so, you know, you can live a nice, comfortable lifestyle and just chill. So what's the point? It's like, do I really want to go through this rehab again? And you hear the injuries happen. Oh, you know, Nick Foles, a broken clavicle. And it's like, oh, that sounds hard. He, yeah, he broke his damn shoulder blade. (laughs) Yes, that's great. Grab your shoulder blade. Grab that piece of bone that's in between your neck and your shoulder and feel that. Now imagine that crack. And you just walking around. Like, yeah, people like, oh well, you know, he got an MCL, like tearing ligaments, broken bones. Oh, you know, he got a broken metatarsal. He broke his damn foot. Like we just we just write it off like it's no big thing. Steve McNair was running around like Optimus Prime in that movie before he died. You <laughs> know. Oh, he got a broken sternum and a and a collapsed lung. Questionable for Sunday. What questionable did people People forget about Deshaun Watson. He couldn't even fly last year. I think they do. He so injured. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, we got, you got to travel about bus and train because flying is too much stress in the body. Huh? <laughs> but you playing football? Like, what kind of stuff? And it's like, it's just accepted. I
0: don't – I just don't mm, – I'm, I'm just curious. And maybe it's just a social media era where people have this voice. And for use good, or good or bad, they have a voice, and just the things they say. Because I'm just like y'all are really telling the man to, if he's unhappy somewhere, if he was unhappy there, and he wanted to get out, and he found a way to get out to get out the situation, then okay, you don't have to like it. That's cool. But some of the stuff they're saying, oh, well, you should just ride the contract out. What? What are you talking about right now? If you're not happy somewhere, the normal thing to do is leave. It may take time to leave, but you leave eventually. You get out of there.
1: But people just that like... Con- it's football just- contracts on one side anyway, because it's like, if they this whole honor your contract, play it out, that's what you sign. Let a player, get, let a team, like, you know what, we're going in a different direction. Get waves to quickness. Thank you. What happened the contract then? Like, LeSean McCoy McCoy's in Kansas City, because Buffalo, like, eh, you're going somewhere else. It ain't, it ain't you as us. Peace out. I was <laughs> signed for $10 million. Well, you, well guess what? Now you ain't got no million dollars. Like, man, you go to work, That like, you know, like, no. So it's all, this when you have a job and you're ready to go, you put your two weeks in if you're nice. But if you nice. ain't nice, you just, if you ain't nice, you, like, peace out. Because guess what? The first time they downsize, or oh, you know, we haven't, you know. Thank you. And management changes and transition, your hours get cut in half. If you're lucky, your job gone. Not this whole, you know, they might give you a, a coffee cup and send you out. So, no, I'm always always pro player when it comes to you know negotiations like when michael bennett left you know for the patriots i wasn't mad like he got traded he wanted more money the eagles didn't want to pay him more money the patriots did it was fine no problem Mm -hmm. you know and it was like you know i would have loved him to stay but it was like the eagles wanted to go younger they want to put that money in the patriots did Go get your money, Michael Bennett. Like no hard feelings. Thank you for the the great year you gave us. Back in the day, they had been like, oh, he's a traitor. He greedy. I I drive a food truck. Like <laughs> what that got to do with him? Like this is a dude in Afghanistan that's he gotta grow poppy seeds, or he gonna get his head chopped off. Like there's people, people all over the world they made the equivalent of like a dollar a day. They don't give a I bet you don't give a rat's ass about them, cause you got your own problems. So what makes you think Michael Bennett gives a rat's ass about you? Cause guess what, Michael Bennett makes what he makes his owner makes a lot more than Michael Bennett makes.
0: Well, the argument can be had that people will say, oh well, these athletes shouldn't complain because they make more money than the common nine to
1: fiver. Your owners complain all the time. Oh, y'all make we ain't making enough. Yeah, we signed we making I made 600 million. I wanted to make nine. <laughs> it's the player's fault. Like, no, I shut up. Matter of fact, let's let's talk about let's talk about the games because this whole the economic rabbit hole <laughs> we go down to so just, just grinds my damn gears.
0: Uh, well, let's talk about the young gunners that were throwing the football. Lamar Jackson had a <laughs> went back to college and just killed, what, the Dolphins? Sheesh! How many points did he put up? Fifty-two or fifty-nine? I can't remember. 50,
1: fifty-nine. They, matter of fact, he didn't even put a ball on because he sat like the fourth quarter. RT three to RT three threw a touchdown pass. They went for on a fourth down. Up fifty. <laughs> they was already had fifty-two <laughs> points. And like you know, the hardball is a social fan. Like you know what? No mercy. We sweep with both legs and both arms. Jeez,
0: fifty-nine to ten. It's word is a lot of Dolphin players want out of there. That's crazy.
1: I don't blame him. It's like the offense trying to tank. If I'm a player there, I'm like, I ain't going to sound. You see how people look at teams that do that? You saw people look at the Sixers. And that's basketball. Like they still hear jokes about that. And they are title contenders. They tanked for a decade. Am I trying to hear that in football? Like imagine Brian Flores. This is your first job. You don't you don't get you don't get past that. Like, unless the owner's like, you know what, this is the deal, no hard feelings. We're we going we got your back. You normally do not get past. Plus you black, you get one chance, two at most. At most. And that's only if the first one's kind of like you did some winning. And he came in trying to, you know, this whole conservative, we're gonna do things the right way. We, you know, make your pants tied up and all this stuff that nobody trying to hear all that. And you get mollywhopped. By a quarterback that people said should have been a slot receiver, and now he out there talking trash as he should, because it's like that's a bad look. You was already coming in with a bad look with the whole Jay Z stuff anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole Stephen Ross stuff. Like he's already starting behind the eight ball. Everyone knows they're trying to tank for tour. Everybody knows it, and then you just go out and do that. Like, man, better go back on LinkedIn, update that resume.
0: Well. Yep. Just in case you care, anybody cares, Lamar Jackson was what seventeen for twenty three, twenty four, five TDs. Yeah, that that was a I got four to see
1: touchdowns so. and completions. <laughs>
0: that was a that was a performance, and I hope he can uh, keep it going because the the week he don't. Oh boy, I know they're coming back for him. So keep it up, young man. Keep it up. And then we got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they went against the Jaguars, forty to twenty six Chiefs. Uh, Nick Foles went down though. That was kind of like, damn. I think it was like the
1: first series. I, I, no, not the first series. They were already down seventeen nothing. yeah. Okay. He, he got he got hurt when they threw the touchdown, and it was kind of like you know he finally gets a starting job again. He's moving the team, He gets hurt, and then it's like you know out indefinitely. Like, you know they don't know how long he's gonna be out. And I felt bad for Nick Foles because like I never want to see a player get hurt. I also just looked at that whole argument like Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. And Eagles fans, a lot of them want to keep Nick Foles. And one of the arguments was, well, you know, well, he's durable. Carson Wentz gets hurt. Like, one, no, one, Nick Foles got hurt a lot, too. People tend to forget, too. It's football. Everybody yeah, going to get hurt. Yeah, everybody going to get hurt. It's eventually, like, your time will come. It doesn't matter who it is. So I've never tied a whole, You know, I get on cam all the time. you say health is a skill. I'm like, if health is skill, how can you improve it? Like, this ain't Final Fantasy. If you get XP points, you go toward health. It will put like a hard body spell. Like if you play football, it's a good chance that eventually you're gonna get hurt. You know, it might might take a year, might take ten years. Everybody time come. So that whole injury, unless it's like you like unless you just have a small body. And yeah. even then it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, because big quarterbacks get hurt. Cam Newton, big. <laughs> he might be yeah. he might be talking, he might be talking like Bane from Batman and Robin. They keep Taking these damn headshots. So yeah, that's it. Doesn't so like seeing him get hurt was just like, uh, and then yeah, I mean, what's say about the Chiefs? We already know what the Chiefs can yeah, do. Yeah, they the, picked, the question gonna be the defense.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be the question because, eesh, they didn't look good. But Tariq Hill went down, but Sammy Watkins is like, I'm here. If <laughs> they had yeah. nine receptions for 198 and three TDs, uh, they just got. Talent on talent on talent as far as the offense. But like you say, the defense is going to be the question mark to get them over the hump. Um, any other standout games? Really? The Cowboys,
1: which I don't really... right, talk, man, Fuck the Cowboys. Talk I about mean,
0: that. Just, let, I, I gotta talk about the Cowboys because for, of, for
1: what? Oh, just, they, the, the Giants are horrible. The Giants are
0: horrible, but Dak Prescott did have a good performance. I want to give him that. that. Okay. Did
1: you watch the game?
0: Yeah, I watched that game.
1: Did you see how open those receivers were? Yes, I did. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, I will say kudos to the Cowboys. They seem like they have a grown up offense now. They're maximizing Dak, not just, you know, moving them around, putting them in his best position to succeed. And Zeke there, which also opened up the offense, having a credible wide receiver. Helps. mark Cooper is a credible number one. Seeing old ass Jason Winston still running his five yard out routes oh is just boy. funny. But oh. I'm like, I seen this and now the whole of, you know, well, you gotta pay Dak Prescott. Now I'm like, you was gonna pay him anyway. Him yeah, beating like, you know, I hope one game they make you decide, oh, I guess we gotta pay him forty million a year now. Like, don't fall for that trap. Like yes, I'm man. I'm not I'm I'm not I'm biased when it comes to Cowboys anyway. I understand. I understand. That's a, a divisional and team. The Giants are the Giants are horrible. They horribly run. They make bad decisions. Eli Manning out there. <laughs> I just see some move like his brain just seemed like his brain just thought like I'm too old for this shit. Like I've seen some stuff he does, and I'm like, why is he out there? Like put him out. What are you trying to prove? He just looks bad. You just wasting. What did I say about Saquon Barkley? You got a Picasso. You hanging in a crack house. Oof. Like, you just have this – because he's awesome. Yeah, he and He's surrounded by garbage. Yeah. This hot as garbage. And it's like you drafted him this high for a reason. You invested this time and money in him, and you got him stuck with Eli Manning to prove, well, well Eli won us stuff, so we owe him something. See, if this was New England, Eli Manning would have been gone a long time ago. You need to be cold-blooded. The Giants are too like the Mars are two goddamn nice. Maybe if Eli Man and Neil doing the anthem, they'll get rid of him. <laughs> Listen, I mean, they drafted
0: uh was it Daniel Jones early in the draft? They gotta be oh. they, they gotta be putting him in the game like soon. But well, he was in the game in the fourth quarter. I mean, I'm talking about starting, not this. I mean this, they should have <sighs>
1: Don't get, I'm like, don't get me started. That like Daniel Jones, Mitch Trubisky, two point, like this whole Ooh. being white, being white and tall will never go out of style to come being a quarterback. Cause I'm thinking that now when I'm watching Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, and I'm watching Patrick Mahomes, and then I watch that Bears game. I'm like, you know what? Y'all could have had anybody else. Like, imagine the Bears. Like, not even Patrick Mahomes, cause it's like that's too easy. Deshaun Watson. Imagine that Bears team, and you change nothing else, and you just swipe out Mr. Bisky for, for Deshaun Watson. They're Super Bowl contender. Easily. I'm not even. Gonna, instead, it's not even an argument. Um, and instead, you got Mr. Bisky, like, what? I'm watching this, and I'm like, <laughs> it wasn't like he was great in college. This it's the still,
0: prototype, it. it's the tall. Uh so whatever many pounds oh, oh, A white man And can play
1: the pro style. If he you, can't play the pro style. That's whatever. the point. What's the pro style? Well, he's in the pros? That's so well, that's the style. What like,
0: school wait a minute, what school did Mitchell Trubisky come from? North Carolina. So I'm pretty sure they had like that's what I'm saying. They, no. they, were, they weren't playing this shot, they were playing spread
1: It's it's the University of North Carolina, the football team. Yeah,
0: I understand that, but what I'm saying is is their offense. How was their offense? Because if
1: it's a pro style offense, then that's probably why. He was not he wasn't great in college. That's my point. And he wasn't even like, you know, Christian Hackenberg where you can fake it either. He was just that's why I feel like him is like he he had good combine numbers, he had a good senior bowl, and he was big and white. That's all it takes. That's all it takes.
0: What well, a question That's is, it. The, going what well, let's go to the Bears game and, and, and Bears and uh, Packers games because I got a question. Is Green Bay defense really that good? Or was Mitchell Trubisky that bad?
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean Green Bay's defense is improved. Mitchell Trubisky was missing a lot of passes. Like I would say Green Bay defense wasn't great. If they were playing against a credible quarterback, if they had a credible quarterback, Chicago would have won that game basically because Aaron Rodgers was looking sloppy himself aside you know he had a couple drives we had his magic but the Bears defense is no joke and that line Green Bay was not giving him enough time he was just getting pressured the whole the whole game yeah. so and you know new coach saying hey we ain't running the ball let Aaron Rodgers do his thing with his little porn mustache.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, I'm like, I just, I just watched the game the whole and then the talk about you know preseason reps that matter. Maybe they sloppy for that. I'm like, no, these teams just sucked, and they played against good defense because uh, it's amazing. Baltimore wasn't rusty. Not Funny no. how that worked. <laughs> Look, Kansas City looked just fine. So did New England. I heard the same thing. Like you know when we get to the games, we get to, I heard that talk the first half to like people. This right. It's a week one. Don't overreact. Don't underreact. Just enjoy. You know, you already know what teams are good. You already know what teams are bad. It may be some surprises either way. Like don't write off Cleveland just yet. Don't crown Dallas too fast. Just chill. Like something you can write off Miami. Nah, that, they're going to be trash. And let's like, talk.
0: About, let's talk about Cleveland because I wasn't expecting that. But like you said, it's week one. But I forty three to thirteen is not the score. I was <laughs> not at all. But like I said, they came in talking heavy. They were talking heavy. So uh, I guess they did get a good, a good, good, good slice of humble pie.
1: I mean, it, I hate that old humble pie thing. They, it's not. <laughs> this, they didn't lose. They didn't lose because they were arrogant. They lost because they were they were sloppy making penalties in Tennessee. Just Beat, beat them. They were better. It happens. And I know it's, it's people like the narrative. I heard the line walkers, you know, they were who we thought they were. Y'all crowned them and blah, blah, blah. I got a good laugh because people like that cocky Baker Mayfield today lose. Then it's like, you know, you need to play the right way and shut up. Stop dancing. And it doesn't help that Odell Beckham's on that team now and Jarvis Landry's on that team now. So it's like they're going to get more scrutiny. And it's like, no. Talk that trash now. Like, people – People love when people get humbled. More than teams winning, they love when teams lose, so they get to brag about it. But that's who hyped up Cleveland. The media did. That's also true. The media made that to a whole thing. Like, Yeah, Cleveland made some moves. Cleveland definitely bet on paper. Cleveland wasn't not some 10-6, 11-5 team. They weren't some juggernaut that added pieces. They were a team that was 7-8-1. and 1. But when you used to win it one game or two games— it's like, oh, look at the, we invented Voss Like the media hype up Cleveland. So to hear them now, tearing them down, like, uh, you eat, you eat, you're young. Like, that'll be all right. It was one game. Chill out. Yeah, I think they'll be fine.
0: Uh, it's just, ugh. I don't know. You just
1: like, you just like, la- people just like laughing at Baker Mayfield because he brings stuff, with good reason, he brings certain emotions out of people. Arrogant white men tend to do that. <laughs> They just bring because it's like even then it's like, you know, when it works, it's awesome. Cause you get to embrace it. And you're like, yeah, that's how we got to do it. We showing them. We showing them what's what when it don't work. It's like you need to do it the right way. You need to be all stoic and don't say anything and iron jaw and boring. That's what They want you to be boring.
0: Yeah, I like Baker Mayfield. He, I mean, he's fun. He's a fun, you know, good fun guy. I think he's. He's better than what people try to put him down as, and I think he has a lot of great skill players around him. So I think, again, they'll be fine. Uh, We did have a tie this week in uh, Arizona versus Detroit. Ah, I hate ties.
1: but Cowards. (laughs) Cliff Kingsbury was a coward. Like, what are you trying – you punting – that overtime punt, what are you doing? You're not making the playoffs. What are you trying to – oh, whoa. Well, if we don't make it, then they may win. It's like, you playing for the tie? You ain't getting the ball back, more than likely. Like, don't.
0: You got to go for it. I can't.
1: When I talk about my team, that's one of the things. I'm glad I root for a team who's not coached by a coward. They use analytics for a reason. Like, you know, chances are when you go for it, more often than not, it's successful and your team's successful. Too many people coach. They talk all this stuff about being a man and being tough. But when push comes to shove... They take the path of cowardice. You want to know why? Because if you try to be brave and you don't do it, people get called stupid. They get called reckless. But if you do the safe route, you just say, oh, well, you know, you just play the safe. That's why people wear seatbelts. And, like, nah, you used to be able to get away with that back in the day. Fans are smarter now. Like, you know better now. Like, Mike Tomlin did the same thing. It's Fourth and two, you down 20 to nothing. Well let's kick the field goal. So we get we go down from being down three scores to being down three scores. At least we can get shut out. Like that shit don't work. Like, don't you can't do you can't do stuff like that anymore. People know any better. You run against these young boys and these boys who grew up using math about you know when to go for it, when to go for two points, when not to go for it, and you got this whole old school thought process. You gonna get embarrassed, and I thought Cliff Kingsbury was the wave, but that's yeah. why I expect college coach with a losing record getting all hyped up. I shouldn't expect any better.
0: He, he should have went for. He should have set the tone for the team and showed that we was gonna go after
1: it, no matter what, win or lose. And he just, you know, who did it? Because guess what, Frank Wright did it last year. They didn't make it, but you know what the team say. We appreciate going for it. He showed that he had his faith in us, and it worked. It set the tone for the season.
0: Yep. Well, I guess we can jump to our teams. We don't have to go through every game. Thank Uh, God. (laughs) I will let you uh, – Oh, maybe I'll start. I want to talk about my Vikings because I was really excited at what I saw. Um, I always said, and I kept screaming last year, and I guess I was just screaming to myself or either screaming to my wife but whatever, (laughs) Kirk Cousins does not need to be throwing the ball over, I would say actually 20 times, 20 to 25.
1: Oh, God. You treat him like <laughs> listen, a listen, listen, you treat listen, like HBCU quarterback?
0: Listen, listen to me, listen to me. He puts up great numbers, but I think the load got put on him last year for, for various reasons where he was just throwing, 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 and we just forgot about, hey, we got a running game. We might not have the best offensive line but we do got a running back. And I understand he was a little dinged up last year, so things happen. But what I saw this week, no, Cook is a boy. difference maker. Yeah, he's, he's a difference
1: maker. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Here we go. I'm not laughing. It's like we went back to Viking football. Yes. Established the run to yes. set up the pass. Yes. I love it. Oh, control. Bud Grant would be so proud of you right now. Can't we leave this 90s football back in the 90s where it belongs? But no, Dalvin Cook is special. I know know as an Eagles fan, people talk about wanting to get him because he was a special back in college, but his whole thing was health. And, you know, he did get injured. So it's always a thing. You come back, having a good running back, A good three down running back always makes your job easier. And even though it's a passing lead, because the rules predicate Mm -hmm. that it's easier to move the football passing, it helps the run. It helps having a run game because, like, having a good run game enhances the passing game. And, like you said, you don't want Kirk Cousins being in a shootout because, like, eventually bad things happen. So. Kudos, you know, kudos to having balance. I just laugh when it's this whole we just established the run, and You gotta set up the play action, and you gotta do this, you know, four yards here and four here, get some first downs, keep the clock moving, all this. Listen,
0: y'all, y'all don't have a problem when Belichick do it. So why y'all got a no, problem?
1: he no, guess what? He does it because he because he, he does it when he had it to do it. Because when they had Randy Moss, they wanna waste wasting their time with that nonsense and. They weren't wasting that time with that nonsense on Sunday nights. Like, yeah, we could get Burkehead four yards, five yards here, or we can just throw the Josh Gordon.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> the prop, the problem with us is once you get uh Kirk Cousins going, okay, him and uh uh, uh Thielen got a you know they're going, they're going, they're going. Okay, let me throw Diggs in here. Uh, here go the bad pass, Boop, intercepted. Uh, it
1: never failed. I mean, that's just how it look. You know what you got with Kirk Cousins. Oh, oh. the whole thing. And it's kind of like that's always gonna be a thing. And the best you can hope for is to protect them as much as you can and hope he doesn't make a mistake. But you know he's gonna make a mistake. That's and you know your team, like you know your team better than I do, obviously, because you watch them. So I would just say this. Do you think with the weapons they have on offense and defense? Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the whole focus now is balance. What do you think their ceiling is with Kirk Cousins as quarterback?
0: You want me to talk as a fan or be realistic? Both. Either as, a, as a fan, I think we can. I, as a fan, I honestly do think we can get to the Super Bowl. Can we win it? That's another question. But I think we can come out the NFC. The only what bothers me is Cook staying healthy and we just getting too happy with the past but i do think we are a super bowl team i think we
1: are a contender i do well, it's good that it's good to have faith it's good to have cuz there's a lot of fan bases that don't so I, that's all i will say because you know, i can make i can make plenty of jokes I'm, it's just week 1 who knows I, how it may be so exactly. i like if you think that i'm not going to tell you any different even if i think different and i want to laugh at you I'm not gonna say anything hey, different. This is the form where you can laugh and get your jokes off. So if we can't do that, what are we do right there? So say what you gotta say. I'm, I'm just I would just say this. I don't from an outside view looking in, mm-hmm. I don't think Minnesota's defense is strong enough to overcome the mistakes that Kirk Cousins will make in the playoffs. Because he will make mistakes in the playoffs. Like that's the whole and that's the thing people don't understand with quarterbacks. You don't necessarily need a great quarterback to win, but if you don't, everything else has to be on point every single thing else. Like you can't have a, a average to bad quarterback and then have like a mediocre offensive line and just a decent defense. And then think you're going to win. Like you got to be good to great in every other aspect. And they have great skill players. They have a good defense. They offensive the line. I don't know about that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like Kirk cousins is still Kirk cousins. Like I've, I saw that in Washington. I used to laugh. I was like, oh, well, he ain't RG3. I'm like, you're right. He ain't RG3, both good and bad. Like, you know, he still make the same – he still makes silly mistakes. And I saw Minnesota, like, he'll put up real good numbers and then push come to shove, he'll just throw in triple coverage when he shouldn't throw across his body, you know, he'll do – You know, Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers do the same thing, too, but they got more success, so people don't notice it that much. Kirk Cousins do it more than they do. And I'm like, yeah, you know, until that changes, and I know your whole thing is like, you know, let's keep them throwing 20 times a game. That's going to work against certain teams. Yeah, I know. When you get get shootouts, that whole, we're going to run Dalvin Cook 30 times is not going to work. And when it's like, you know, you got Kirk Cousins in the shootout. (laughs) It's only so many times like, you know, you saw New Jack City. You saw yeah. you saw how poof was. You going only hang around the cracks so much where he slipped. I seen
0: uh, I seen many got- shootouts with Kirk Cousins, so I know how that happens. But my <laughs> thing is my thing is just this. I think week one was everything fell into place with defense, special teams, run game, pass game, well, like whatever little passing we had, because he didn't pass for ninety eight yards. So I get it. That's not going to be week two, a week three, or week four. I just think our defense, I think we've been at what, top five defense the last two years? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I think because our window it's is hard, closing. It's,
1: hard. it's it's hard to do that you know. Year, yeah, year. and
0: I think our window is closing on that. So I'm just saying, hey, I maybe I'm you know, being a little bit too optimistic. But, you know, I'm always optimistic when it comes to Minnesota, except when Tavarius Jackson was our quarterback.
1: <laughs> oh, I still, I still remember that playoff game with him.
0: <laughs> they refused to throw
1: the ball. I was like, "We, oh, what is happening?" I mean, because right when they, because when they threw it, it's like you know, y'all played, y'all played us in the playoffs with him starting. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, and Sante Sanyo getting the, beat. <laughs> and Tavarius getting, I remember that. <laughs> Yo, I've never realized until now how much
0: the Eagles. Never mind. Just go ahead and talk about your Eagles. Now I'm getting upset again.
1: Oh, or how much history has twined both. I mean, it's gone both yeah. ways. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, you've had Randall Cunningham, you had Sam Bradford, you've had Donovan McNabb. Jeez. <laughs> Ooh. We got y'all leftovers. This is just bad. I Minnesota, mean, that's the problem. Like, and it goes the same thing to Eagles. What I've always said about teams is if, you have, if you're consistent at quarterback, there's a floor. You're always going to be decent. Like you'll never be bad. You might have average years, but like the the floor would be like nine wins. When you set a quarterback, we not set a quarterback you never know. And the Eagles, as long as I've been a fan, we've been like you no, know, we had Cunningham. So we were set for a certain time frame. Then we didn't have him. So it's a bunch of, you know, upheaval. And then we had McNabb, set for like a decade. Basically like when once McNabb was a starter, if he was healthy, they never missed the playoffs. They, at the very least, they were going to be, you know, a playoff team and a contender. Then we didn't have them. It's like, you know, you don't know with Vick and like that. Or, you know, about Foles. And now you got Wentz. And they're straight. And I'm watching, like, it's funny. I was watching the first half, and I was getting annoyed, but I never thought they were going to lose. And I was just like, you know, because the Eagles are a frustrating team where they're very good. And they can, but they can just do some mind-boggling things at times, like the play calling. And it bothered me last year, it's bothered me this year. I'm like, why is Darren Sproles getting the, so all these touches? <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just watching certain things. Like I don't get mad, I just get annoyed because they just do like some silly stuff. Like when you know a team that's real, like the Eagles are a thing where they are a very good team with the potential to be great, but they aren't disciplined. They do. They just do a lot of things and just like nag you. Like at the, and it's not like a big deal at the grand scheme of things. But when you watch the game, you just be like, what the hell is going on? Like I'm not at the point where I get mad and I just get annoyed right now. Like it's like, why y'all messing around with the Redskins? <laughs> like that first half, and Cam was talking that trash. Like that Vernon Davis touchdown. Oh my God! I'm just watching this, and your boy Andrew Sandeho. Missed a tackle, not once but twice.
0: Ooh, that's why we get yeah, first, he had to go.
1: Yeah, first Brandon <laughs> Davis, he leaps one man. Andrew Zendaleo hits him in the air and doesn't wrap up. And then he misses a tackle again and someone else missed a tackle. And I'm watching this, I'm like, I'm and I just start laughing. Because the Eagles are good for less. When they miss when they miss tackles, they really miss tackles. There's some Looney Tunes shit going on. And I'm just watching this, and I'm like, there's no way to where he's scored. He scored, and they showed the replay, and I just started laughing. I'm like, how stupid, how silly is this? And I'm just watching, you know, the game. And, you know, they should have got pressure. They didn't because the Eagles, you know, pass. Like the Eagles pass rushers are going to be noticed. You know, because it's like Michael Bennett's not there anymore. Chris Long retired, and then Malik Jackson got hurt. So there to see. But at no point, I think they won't lose the Redskins. Because I'm like, once the Eagles get their stuff right, they'll be fine. And the biggest change besides Carson Wentz being healthy and, like, the more depth, Deshaun Jackson. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> I know Deshaun Jackson's like, oh, so this is how the first Prince felt when he went to Bel Air. Because it's like. You went from dealing with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston and, you know, Kirk Cousins to Carson Wentz. And the whole argument, like, I don't know if Carson Wentz can throw the deep ball. I'm like, who is he going to throw the deep ball to? Like, he don't throw you know, he don't throw prayer Marys to Alshon Jeff like Foles did, but I'm like, it wasn't a lot of deep balls he could throw it to. You got Deshaun Jackson. You so You see exactly how deep ball looks. Mm. And I'm like, People forget like this. This man is still fast.
0: Yeah, and I think I messed with you before the season. I was like, and I and I saw the clips, and I'm just like, yo, this dude still
1: got wheels, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 21 miles 21 miles per hour on those touchdowns. Crazy. He is second all time in 50 yard touchdown receptions behind Jerry Rice. He passed Moss. Second all time. Like this is one of the best deep ball catchers. In league history it's not just he's fast is he's fast yeah, and he, and he knows how to track the ball yes and he can catch yeah and it's like you know i was watching that and it, and it happened twice and the second one it was perfect because they showed the replay Wentz knew exactly where he was going he looked the safety off for like two seconds then looked back at the because the safety was you know focusing on aguilar just like you know underneath you got the Sean Jackson you want? Know, it's like they—he was on the Redskins. They know what he can—they know what he can do—and it's yeah. like it just looked all. It's like yeah, you know, when you got speed and it's one-on-one coverage, it's a wrap. And that just changed the entire offense because you got the deep—you know—worrying about the Sean Jackson clears up the hole underneath. Alshon can do his thing. You got the tight ends, and then once the running game got going in the second half, and they start using Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, it's a wrap. That's like if when it was a click and they can score with anybody. Yeah. So that's not a, that's not a problem. Like they can, cause they just have so many weapons. Their whole thing is figuring out who gets what they, that's yeah. why I wasn't worried about the whole Antonio Brown thing. I'm like, not that he wouldn't be an improvement, but who, where you going to, who, somebody got sitting on the bench. Like who you sitting like, you know, it's, it wasn't necessary. I would have loved to get him there. I won't be like the Phantom, oh, we don't need players like that. Cause pff, yeah, all right. We've we've had worse. It's you know, amazing. we had Rod, we had Riley Cooper saying he's gonna fight every such and such at a Kenny Chesney concert. So I wanna hear this whole, con- this whole controversy thing. You know, Michael Vick didn't do time for like parking tickets. And we and we gave him a chance too. So the whole we don't want controversy and yada, yada, yada. That never crossed my mind. It was more like a whole allocation of resources because it's kind of like it wasn't an area of need like Let, it was for the Patriots. Listen, Gordon Gecko, how much more talent y'all want over there? You know what the Eagles and Patriots do? They They maximize market inefficiencies. That's why those teams are good. The Patriots like will take a chance on anybody. I don't care where they came from. It's like, you know, if they see a player that's not used right, it's like, oh, you want to, they had you, so, you know, a, a regular receiver, we'll put you in a slot, or we'll change you to an ace back, or, you know, we'll have you play linebacker. Like, they'll take players that aren't getting used correctly and they'll use them to their full potential and maximize their value, and that's how they win. The Eagles know which players, you know, it's like, you know, the Eagles spend money on line, both offense and defense, quarterback. And wide receivers, they don't spend on, they don't spend on running backs, they don't Literally. spend on linebackers. <laughs> yeah, it's like because they know they, because they know the league doesn't spend on running backs. The whole thing's like, yeah, they sniff for Melvin Gordon. If they can get Melvin Gordon, sure, I wouldn't be surprised if they got Melvin Gordon later, especially if we're having the Chargers game. for the sharp like, well, we won without him, we don't need him. And if they get him – and I'll just say this right now, because I heard, I heard people got mad two years ago when they got Jade Jai. they like, this is unfair. I had Cowboy fan in my DM talking about Roger Goodell need to put a stop to this. <laughs> if this had with Melvin Gordon, say like week three, and they train for like a fourth round pick for a rental. I don't want to hear any arguments about this. This is this isn't fair because, like, look, y'all, the, all the ones told me don't pay running backs because running backs a dime a dozen. You can always get one. It's like, okay. If you got that attitude, don't get mad when teams take advantage of that. Like Jordan Howard makes chump change. Chomp change. They got him for a fifth-round pick. And he's making like – he's making barely any money. And they can have him there. And They got Miles Sanders. Like this, that's why the Eagles won. They know exactly when and when not to get players. To so Dave and Clowney, they weren't going to invest that money in there, even if they could afford it because it's like, you know, they're paying Brandon Grant what they're paying – They drafted Derek Barnett, so eventually it's like, you know, we got to let our players do their thing so we can see what we got and save that money for something else. Always change your mind later. You know, they might have to get somebody, but Malik Jackson might be out for a while, so I keep that there. But yeah, that's why, the reason why I always say, it's not that these teams are super smart. It's just most teams are dumb. (laughs) They are. like All you got to see is what happened Look how Pittsburgh operated. Look how Oakland operated. And look how New England operated. That's all you got to see. It's amazing. All of a sudden, Bill Belichick feels like he can deal with Antonio Brown, but Mike Tomlin and John Gruden, leaders of men, couldn't. Funny how that works. You know, J.H.I. was this troublemaker in Miami. He's like, oh, you don't know about him. He's a malingering locker room. He was fine in Philly. Not not an argument we had. He was sharing time with two other, with two and three other backs. Great teams know exactly how to manage egos, and if they can manage egos, they know when to cut bait. They know that it's these these knucklehead teams that want they want to prove I'm a man. I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna show you Khalil Mack. How about you go to Chicago? Let them pay you, and they go on TV like we need to get a we need to get an edge rusher. You just had one. Exactly. These are uh, these teams
0: and and, and their officers don't know how to shut shit down. And like I said, it's just a whole different culture in um, New England where none of that shit's gonna play there. You saw what happened when Randy Moss like, "Oh, I want to get paid, <laughs> so I'ma do my start doing my annex." Nah, you gotta go. They don't.
1: No, they don't mind strong personalities. Like both Michael and Martellus Bennett was based both on the Patriots. Michael Menace, there when they do the announcements, shouting out Wakanda with Patriots club colors on there. They've had Chad Johnson. They've had Albert Hainsworth, Corey Dillon. Like, they've had, you know, Daryl Reeves. Like, they've had those players. Someone worked out, someone haven't. They ain't worried about that. All Bill Belichick is if you can play ball and you focus and discipline, I don't care about nothing else. And he don't. This whole thing is like that. And the Eagles, the same way, is like we got a culture. You can fend the culture. Cool if you can't, that's cool too. No hard feelings. Everybody else is like, You got to do things our way, you got to be a man, you got to play the right way, and all that. That's why the team that's why they do what they do, and that's why they already are. Like, it's as an Eagles fan, there's two things I never worry about salary cap and culture. The Eagles haven't had salary cap issues since the salary cap existed. That has never been a like. That was a problem. Free agency was a problem beginning because our old our old owner was cheap. They like I ain't paying Reggie White. The hell with him, bye, Chief Chief <laughs> J- Jackson. Bye. Like yeah. So you can imagine how I felt then. But since like what tooth like the 2000? net salary, it's never been an issue where it was a player they wanted but they couldn't get them because of salary cap space. That's never been a problem. And the only the only mistake they made with a player involving money. Was Brian Dawkins, like a big one, because like the whole thing is, you know, they did the they did the smart thing in a clinical way. But from a team standpoint, the wrong thing, because like, you know what? Yeah, he's a legendary like that. But we ain't going to pay him with Denver pay him. And that backfired because it's like, you know, you've looked at it from the whole thing. It's like, well, you don't pay agent safety. all like that while ignoring how much impact he made on the Eagles. And with the whole thing, is like until they got Malcolm Jenkins, it took a long time to get a good safety. Safety was a black hole from the prime. Brian Dawkins left to the time Malcolm Jenkins came. So it's a now it's a balance. And you don't you talk about the whole history of Minnesota and things like that. At least your team didn't get rid of your great your best play. Well, y'all did get rid of Randy Moss it was like, y'all got stuff for Randy Moss. Randy Moss don't want to be anymore. We got rid of LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson. For no good reason whatsoever. In yeah. the prime of their careers.
0: You know what? And I really. You just saying. All right, I didn't really think about that. Prime.
1: They won't. <laughs> nah, they weren't. They still. Keep in mind. That happened years ago. They still playing. Oh LeSean my. Deshaun Jackson. You know. Went to two other teams. And came back to the Eagles. And is still good. Leshaun McCoy just signed with Kansas. He was on Buffalo. What? Four years? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's. It wasn't like, you know, they 30, 31, they want more money. They were in their prime. He cut Deshaun Jackson. He Man, didn't even trade him. Say, I, I just don't like him, so let's cut him. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the Philly media, like, well, I heard he I heard he had gang affiliations. there's some shady stuff going on. They did this whole, this whole hit job on him, like he just some goon shooting it up with Snoop Dogg and, and Eagles fans and some Eagles fans ate up like, well, you know Chip Kelly did win like this and we about doing the culture, but other fans was pissed I remember, like the LeSean McCoy when I was like, eh, I don't know maybe and then, then they got the Marco Murray's like, okay they're going to run north-south, that's fine, LeSean McCoy like to dance around, but then they did the same thing with the Marco Murray and I'm like, oh, nah, that's wrong, the Sean Jackson one pissed me off To no end. So I'm like, it was no point whatsoever. You just don't. I'm trying to think of the equivalent. And it's not even an Antonio Brown thing. Let me see. The equivalent would be if, oh, if Houston, like, you know what? Nah, DeAndre Hawkins, bye. (laughs) If they did that two years ago, not even now, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, you good. And we got, you know, you'd be great for it. Deshaun Watson, eh, you can go. I don't like I don't like I don't like how you dress on weekdays. You like wearing like Gator shoes by back when they had their old racist owner. somehow you know, we don't want inmates running to prison. Oh boy. Bob McNair may be rest in hell. Like if he did something like that. And I'm just like, it's mind boggling And seeing Chip Kelly now in UCLA, and it's like mm-hmm. he was gonna change the game. Oh, my goodness, the game was gonna be faster, more plays. Yeah. That first, that first year <laughs> in Philly is like he gonna revolution, and we all like he gonna revolutionize football. And now he, and you, you, it getting slouched.
0: You know what happened to him? The NFL said, "Nah, bro, you gotta go. You just got to go. Get out of here."
1: But even in college, it's just the whole. Um, it just like you know, eventually, if you don't adapt. The league will adapt with you and the league will pass you by. And I think that's what happened. Like the league just passed them by. He didn't adapt. So that's that. But you asked, I asked you what you think about the Vikings. You told me. I'm saying, health aside, I think the Eagles have a great chance of re- going to the Super Bowl. And I enjoy the fact that the Eagles aren't a. It's funny where people who like analysts who really watch football all talk about how great and deep the Eagles are. TV station, they lay like, oh, I don't know, Carson Wentz, he might get hurt again.
0: Hey, they don't like that dude. <laughs> I don't know why, and I've that all that stuff came out last year about the locker room and split about him and stuff like that, whatever. But uh, it's just some. It's, it's I guess he rubbed hey, people the hey, wrong you, way.
1: And you think he wouldn't. It's the whole thing. It's like, you know, he mild-mannered, loves Jesus, loves hunting from a small school, plays hard, anything like that. And you think he'd be the poster boy, but it's like it's something where it's like, I don't know about him. And you know what it, you know what it was? Nick Foles won. Oh yeah, That's that what, That's all it was. And it's like, well, you know, people... It's like, before Carson Wentz got hurt in 2017, he was going to win the MVP. They, they, people forget about the Eagles' board. They were beating the brakes off of teams in 2017. Like people just forget. and then 2018 is like, you know, coming back from a knee and they're playing with a broken damn back. And then all the all the injuries they had. Like people tend to forget about the Eagles, like, oh, I don't know. So everyone's focused on the Saints and they focus on the Rams. And then they focus on the Cowboys. And the Eagles is gonna be there under the radar. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh yeah, the Eagles, their team. is like, <laughs> of course they are. Like, like, wouldn't And I'm just laughing. Where I've never had a situation where the Eagles have been great, but slept on. And that's yeah. what the team, like, they have a great team. And they, and no, it's like people know, but they just forgot about them.
0: I don't even know. Huh? It's just weird. It's weird the way people talk about the Eagles. It's just like, oh, I think this is going to be Dallas's year to take the division. I'm just like, you do know the Eagles still in that division, right?
1: And you know why they said the prediction? The only prediction, the only reason they said that is like, well, Dak Prescott don't get hurt and Carson Wentz got hurt. Okay, well, what if Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt? Then what's your prediction? Because like Eagles roster beside a few spots, they have no big weaknesses. At all. N- none. They straight run it back receivers, tight end, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers. The only thing you say is, like, cornerbacks might be a little shaky, but they got plenty of <laughs> people there. And it's like, it's hard to be a cornerback in the league anyway with passing. So that I might work to what they're going to do against Julio Jones. The same thing everybody else do. Nothing. I mean, you know, we play, we play,
0: we play Julio, Julio kind of tough. So, I mean, I can't speak for everybody else.
1: So. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool, y'all, y'all say I'm like it's certain receiver ain't gonna stop. Well, you know it's gonna be hard. How you gonna lock down such and such? Most it's and when you're great, you don't get locked down. That's how it works. Yeah, you don't want you wanna, know, you, like, wanna, you don't want to go off. That's the whole yeah, thing. Having I'm somebody like, to go off. Yeah, and everybody were about, well, what about when they play? They I hear that talk. Eagles fans aren't used to success, so even when they're good, they're kind of like afraid. Like, you know, the Sunday night game they play Atlanta, like, oh, you know, Julio Jones might do his thing. I'm like. I just – we saw Atlanta week one. You know what Atlanta can do. Matt Ryan is very good. Like, they have very good offensive pieces, a few good defensive pieces, and the team do not go together as a whole. Like, I'm not worried about the Falcons. Oh, Julio Jones might do this. Well, good for him. (laughs) I mean, he's Julio Jones. He he got 97% of his money guaranteed. So, I expect him to have a very good game. That's why Julio Jones – just got a three-year, sixty-something million-dollar extension. Because guess what, Julio Jones is great. Great players do great things. I'm sure he's going to score a few touchdowns. And Eagles fans go, wow. <laughs> get Patrick Peterson, go throw their hands up in the air and get mad. The Eagles still the Eagles. What? Do, like you see, you see what they got. Speaking of
0: Eagles, I, once me and you really start talking heavy about sports, I dipped inside of uh, Eagles Twitter. My goodness. Don't don't do that. I I immediately left. I was like, this is even to my team. Let me get out of here.
1: What in the hell, man? They understand what you be saying. I, yeah. um, It's something about sports Twitter in general, but it's it's all teams, something that's worse about because keep in mind when it's it's two sets of Eagles fans. It's regular casual fans I'm a majority of teams and maniacs. Maniacs and stuff is like that Mike Scott shit. We can wrap the show up about that. But, like, Eagles fans are just abhorrent. They just, like, racist and loud and wrong. Like, that whole... I'm wearing them goons and thugs and dolly. We can wrap up with the Mike Scott thing. Because <laughs> it's it's a funny where it's two fan bases in the same city going to blows. Because Sixers... The whole thing. Sixers fan base and Eagles fan base are completely different they are completely different like vocal wise Sixers fans can be obnoxious but like they tend to be younger they tend to be more diverse and they fun you know and they got a chip on the shoulder too because like they had to deal with that whole process jokes so now they got their chest all out because the Sixers are good mike Scott, some well not not that surprisingly mike scott's a cult hero after like six months he just showing up in places playing ping pong, do whatever. Somebody got a tattoo of Mike Scott with the headband on his shoulder. In real life, like that's a thing now. The Mike Scott Hive. You like he just showing up places, showing up at the wedding, showing up here. So he's like you know, cult hero. Go to goes to the Eagles game. He's a Redskins fan. He rocking a Sean Taylor jersey. You see a six foot eight black man. With emojis all over his body, with a Sean Taylor jersey, and you think you gonna get his face, <laughs> and then you gonna you gonna call him like slurs like that? What you think gonna happen? Yeah. Like, what you think he gonna do? You know what he did? He beat the asses and went to the game and watched the game <laughs> and enjoyed himself. And then it's like you know, then Philly me oh, he shouldn't have wore a rescue jersey. He know what city he playing. What? That ain't how it worked this whole it's this whole thing like you gotta act a certain way to be a fan. No, you all you have to be is respectful. Eagles, Veterans State used to have a used to have a jail in the stadium to lock up, and they had like court proceedings where where fans would get locked up. That's how bad it used to be. Like Eagles fans aren't the worst fans, because like, you know, people have gotten stabbed at 49ers games. Let's not, you know, it's like, and you heard about what happened at Raiders. So Eagles fans aren't the worst fans, but Eagles fans have a reputation for being bad. They have a chip on their shoulder. Can people still bring up the Santa Claus stuff, which is crap. The Michael Irvin stuff was justified. And the McNabb stuff, which was like a small, small number of fans. They bring those up. But it's like, yeah, it's just you get some beer in you and you get an entitlement thing. It's like you get to do it. I get to do what I want because y'all make this money and I pay y'all salary. And then the whole race thing It's like, <laughs> it's going to go into what we talk about later. Philly is a diverse city, but it's also like a Philly. Ba- it's a city based with a whole bunch of small towns and a lot of sus. in a lot of areas of Philadelphia is racist as hell. So when they see a big black dude with a in jersey, they don't even if you don't know who Mike Scott is. You see somebody that tall, that's in shape, some like, well, maybe he might, you know, you don't want to stereotype, but like, if I see somebody six foot eight, that's not just, I'm thinking, maybe he might play basketball. Just maybe.
0: And they thought Maybe was, he's, you know. They thought it was a good idea, idea to try somebody like that? That's,
1: yeah, that's like, I'm gonna tr- try him. Um, he got a Spongebob tattoo. How tough can he be? And you see something saying, you like, five, six, a uh, buck 80, or five five two seventy, 270, and you like, your, your body fat index is bigger than your credit score. What you think gonna happen? Like, you really gonna score <laughs> up with this man? Like, you gonna score up with this man? And they brought a damn coffin to the game.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait.
1: Because you talking about this damn baby thing.
0: I think I saw, I saw a headline that says, Scott fight That's shaking Philadelphia to its core. (laughs) I was just like, yeah,
1: because it's it's basically it's two different fan bases. It's it's bringing up a whole lot of brawling feelings. Philadelphia is a complicated city, Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like and sometimes you have situations like certain athletes bring certain things out. McNabb was very polarizing, where people even like like McNabb. Was playing with his guts hanging out, broken leg, and people still didn't like him this whole thing because he was like, they thought he was a phony. That's why they like Michael Vick more, even though Michael Vick did jail time. Allen Iverson, people even loved Allen Iverson and hate him. I hate him. Everybody, yeah. love, everybody love him now, except for the hipster fans. They're talking about he's just Kyrie Irving with, with cornrows. I won't even get in hey, that. But it's like
0: me speaking for the hipster community, y'all
1: got to cut that shit out. If you never saw Allen Iverson play, just shut the fuck up. He he was inefficient and all that stuff. So it's like certain players like that, and certain situations brings. And it's not just a race thing because it's like Carson Wentz brings out a certain thing. Um, Cole Hamels when he was on the Phillies. Eric Lindros is the biggest example. Like certain fans, certain players bring out certain feel. Like if you don't fit the Philly stereotype, they are gonna look at it a certain way. Mike T- Mike Scott fits the Philly stereotype as far as like you know. Hard nose, honest, stands up for his teammates, lunch pail, blah, 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 all that crap. Fits that to the T. Sixers fans love him. Eagles fans to see some dude in a rescue jersey and like, what you doing, pal? You in the wrong place. You better act right. You know, he was gonna he was coming there to take a picture, you know, next to the coffin, like this he there have fun. They like, he trying to start something. So I'm gonna start something back. And now Meathead, Philly Twitter is like, well. In Philadelphia, you gotta act. You gotta act a certain way, carry yourself a certain way. And the other Philly to is like, "Fuck that! No, you don't. Like, you can't be fight like a man of that Joel Embiid." Could you imagine how that story would look? They might have had jokes, but they wouldn't have tried him. If he was, why wearing, not? They tried. They tried Mike Scott. I, I don't think they would have tried Joel Embiid. You that drunk? You trying anybody? Jalil Okafor got to fight. Somebody put a gun out on him. He's six foot eleven. People will try anybody when liquor involved. Uh, even yeah, when think, I guess, yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. Because the whole thing's like, I tried Joel Embiid because he's seven foot two. I'ma try Mike Scott. Like it's not that much of a difference between six eight and seven two. He's still six eight. How many people? How many people you seen in real life six eight? No. You just walk by the street. You just, I'm just going. Yeah, I think I can get him. But would I'll, you try? Would you try to Uh, in his prime, no. I think I can. Maybe would you try What you, you now? <laughs> I mean, he old, but he's still like six in real life. He ain't. He's like six nine, six eight, six nine. You trying him, six I mean, nine dude, a whole bunch of tats.
0: I ain't trying him, but if you know we have to go that way, I just drop kick his knees.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you ain't going like no. Some yeah. some six eight dude that's in shape. No, well, I, I guess what I'm there.
0: I guess what I'm looking at is you know I'm looking at Mike Scott and then I'm thinking about Okafor. I think Okafor's face is just so you're like, oh, I know who exactly that is. Mike Scott might be
1: like. I
0: think I even, know who and, that is.
1: Even if you don't know, you can guess. And even if you don't know, can't guess. You see somebody that damn big and that in shape. Why would you try to fight him? How do you think that's gonna like? Unless you John Wick, how do you think they're gonna turn out? <laughs> Not well. Yeah. So that's and that's Philly sports in a nutshell. Where it's like it's a lot of tension going, because that brings up a lot of negative feelings, because, like, Philly's just a weird city, and that's bringing up a whole lot of things, because it's this is Philly fan... I I love my Philly sports teams. I hate Philly fandom. I hate the whole idea, and it's based on what we're going to talk about later. It's that Rocky Balboa bullshit, this whole... I'm blue collar, hard nose. I give it 110% running through wall and blah, blah, blah. And I hate showboats and everything. And you got to, we passionate. Yeah, we boo. They earn it. Like that makes you tough and all. I'm like, shut up. That stuff is garbage. That whole mindset is garbage. Those fans are entitled and garbage. And you would have thought, I would have thought that Eagles fans would have, they won the Super Bowl, so they won't have that chip. That last they were that last like a good month. It <laughs> don't it don't matter. They just became like they became Patriot fans. Ooh. That's all championship did. They just became untitled assholes. Like it made having a title made it worse. Cause then it's like you can't make them rain jokes now. No blow pop ring. We got a ring now. We are ring, bitch. Blah blah blah. It just made things. So now Eagles fans walk around just chest all out. The only difference between Eagle fans and Patriots fans is Patriots fans have had more practice doing this. Andy accent. That's it. Eagles, Eagles fans online, them white ones are just obnoxious as can be. But let them be down ten zip, and <laughs> hey, they gonna get the boo. it's going boo the first week of the season. Chill
0: out. But I mean, again, y'all boo Santa Claus. So yeah, Santa Claus was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> y'all boo Santa Claus. But before we leave this, I'm just gonna do some quick, quick predictions. Uh, we can go through each conference real quick and just pick who we think we're going to win the uh, divisions, I guess. Yeah, we won't do conference. We'll just do the, the divisions. So we can start the AFC East. Uh, New, I got I got New England in the NFC East. Uh, the North, I am going to go with Baltimore, just off the strength of – I just don't like really any other teams there. I'm not a fan <laughs> of any other teams. Uh, the South, I have no idea, but I'll go with Houston the west, Kansas City uh the east Philly, Minnesota in the north. The south is tricky. South is like tricky. You know how I go cuz sometimes some years I don't know, but I'm going to I'm going to go with the Saints. And the west I'm going to go with the Rams.
1: Okay. So AFC East Patriots of course. AFC North I I don't um I don't want to overreact to what happened with Pittsburgh and Baltimore, but I'm leaning toward Baltimore just because they seem like they have less, you know, less mania going on, yeah, like less, you less, you know. It's kind of like I think Baltimore is on the come up. Um, the South, whew, it's easy to say Houston because, but like they all garbage in you own way, like. Houston for now, but I can change my mind later. West Kansas City, NFC East Eagles, NFC North, um, either Minnesota or Green Bay. They, you hey, you a can with this Green Bay shit? Hey, I'm no. To- <laughs> I mean, because it's like it's still Green Bay. Like Aaron Rodgers have more ranks to be a credible coaching. So and Chicago is being is being held back by Trubisky. Detroit is not not yet. South Saints and the West. Yeah, um, I would say the Rams. I would say the Rams, but I can see the Seahawks doing it. Cause, yeah, Jared Goff. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that I say about Jared Goff. Like, I think they made. I'm, I'm. It's gonna come a day where they rule the chance they pick Jared Goff over Carson Wentz. Cause Jared Goff, the whole thing is like,
0: <sighs> the, ho- the whole the, the the holes are showing, but. I'm going to let it play.
1: The well. hole's always been there. It's like, you know, Sean McVay, they got him as this puppet master. Like, he just pulled his strings and everything like that. And it's like, Jerry Goff ain't bad, but Jared Goff is just decent. He's and not what they built him up to be. He's he's just he's just decent. And decent ain't cutting it when you – decent cuts it when you run – when everything else is great and running good. Decent don't cut it when they run into great. And we can wrap off that. You know why I always laugh at Sean McVay because everybody telling me how smart he is and he's a genius, rightfully so. The Eagles had beaten him twice. With backup quarterbacks, twice. In L.A., twice. When we played the Patriots, Tom Brady had maybe the greatest Super Bowl game a quarterback ever had. He played his damn ass off and we beat them. We took Tom Brady at his best and we beat him. They played the Patriots. Tom Brady played like ass. And it didn't make a difference because they were going to put up three points. But if you ask anybody which coach would you rather have between Doug Peterson and Sean McVay, nine coaches out of – nine people out of ten would pick Sean McVay. He's a vanguard. He's young. He's like that. Doug got the ring. Doug beat them twice. I'm like – and it's like, oh, he just some – he's Andy Reid Jr. He a dude in a visor. Like they look, at, <laughs> they look at him like he a – they look at Duffy like he's just a dude cutting his grass on a Sunday. Yeah. So that's why I just laugh. I'm like, that's why as the Eagle founders laugh, like, we great and teams don't even know it. That's awesome. We like Zemo and Civil War.
0: On <laughs> that note, we are going to get out of here because the greedy, greedy, greedy uh, Philadelphia fan, Gordon Gecko is really irritating me right now with his Eagles talk. So, for myself, <laughs> <laughs> I am out of here. This has been the first episode of a bullying That Helps your Sports Talk. Check us out next week for week number two. Peace.